From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Disneyland Edition for the week of January 31st, 2013. I'm your host, Tom Bell. I'm joined by Nancy Johnson from our Disneyland team, plus our special guests, our 2013 Disneyland Ambassador team, Sachi White and Megan Navarrette. Welcome, everyone. Hey. Hello. Thank you for having us here. So, Sachi, what's it like? Just what, what, were your, what was your first reaction? My first reaction after being named one of uh, as part of the team was complete and utter shock and disbelief. I honestly, the the team of finalists that we had there um, at the end were amazing women, and I just I thought you know I, it could be any of us, and I didn't think it was me, so I was just totally shocked. <laughs> <laughs> what what can somebody tell me what kind of what the history of the ambassador program is? Absolutely. Uh, the ambassador program started actually in 1964. Walt Disney hand-selected Julie Ream as the first Disneyland ambassador um, because he needed assistance to fulfill all the requests that he had during that time period. Of course, we had the New York World Fair going on, Mary Poppins was premiering, and the 10th anniversary of Disneyland. So Walt Disney was a very, very busy man, and he needed some help with that. So he chose Julie Ream, and it's something that's continued throughout the years, and we're actually approaching very quickly, our 50th anniversary of the program. Wow. Awesome. Now, Go ahead, you, um, what are some of your duties as um, as ambassadors? We have um, many, many different duties, and in fact, our day-to-day is completely different. Um, there's no two days that are alike, but um, much of what we do is cast recognition, so we are there at their service celebrations, any celebrations where we are there to appreciate our cast. Um, that's we, we definitely make a, a, an effort to be there and, and we're there. Um, we also do a lot of community outreach, so our volunteers' events, we're present for those. Um, our charitable donations, so, for example, for the Children's Hospital Orange County, um, there's a brand-new wing that's opening up in February. So uh, we are there doing hospital visits. Uh, we also do band concerts, so that's an awareness of uh, of raising awareness of music within the community. So we we work with elementary school students to kind of teach them about the different instruments in an orchestra. Um, We are going to be at the Tinkerbell Half Marathon to to start things out at the finish or at the starting line. And and we'll actually be running that event too just to kind of raise awareness with with the cast about uh, health and wellness. So we do try to lead by example a lot and um, and we're emissaries of goodwill. So we generally try to put a, a positive, positive presence uh, within the cast and, and, and put a face to the resort. Really. Uh, let's, let's backtrack. How did how did you each get your start at Disneyland? What, what's your background at Disneyland? Um, well, I hired in. Uh, this is Megan. I hired in about three and a half years ago uh, with the resort into the entertainment department with characters and worked there for a little while and then uh, started performing in parades and shows. And so that was my home for the last three and a half years, just performing and, and hopefully making magic for all of our guests that Fun. visit every day. Fun. How about you, Sachi? And I also, I also started in entertainment. I was in special events. So if you think about how many conventions and, and, and just, you know, one of a kind events right. that we have, 
yep. at the resort and around the resort. So I was I was part of that entertainment little pop of, of the color, if you will, in the <laughs> convention. Very and nice. then uh, and then I just kind of kept working with the company. I the casting directors liked me, so they kept hiring me for things. And eventually, I was a part time cast member, and then became a full time cast member. And that's when I decided, hey, let's go for ambassador. <laughs> All right, time for a tough question before we get back to the ambassador stuff. Fantasmic versus World of Color, which do you prefer? Oh, that's a tough one. It's a tie. <laughs> it's a tie. I'm a little biased because I have a home in Fantasmic. <laughs> it just celebrated its 20th anniversary. So um, it depends on what you want. Fantasmic is definitely more of a uh, character story-driven show, and World of Color is still story-driven, but it's, it's told through the amazing colors and lights and, of course, those beautiful fountains. Cop out, okay. <laughs> 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 so so what, what are you guys, what are you ladies looking mo- most forward to for 2013 in the parks? You know, um, I, so far, I've been really enjoying Limited Time Magic. Okay. Um, Megan and I were just over at the Golden Horseshoe Review uh-huh. last week, and we were just blown away by the level of entertainment that was there. And uh, and it didn't hurt that I knew several of the cast members. Right. That, so it was really, really nice to see them doing a tribute to the Golden Horseshoe Review with Wally Bogue. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just every week there's something different, and I... I I actually really enjoy going out there and just kind of checking out what's happening. And, of course, in addition to that, um, we're definitely both looking forward to Fantasy Fair opening in spring. Right. If you've been to the park recently, you can see the area next to the castle where Fantasy Fair will be. And every time we're out in the park, a a little bit more gets added. Looks like there's so much detail out there. Oh, my gosh. And, actually, um, when Blue Sky Cellar reopens, this weekend, I believe, right. they'll have some of the models of what's to come with that. And even just the models, we've seen photographs of them, the detail uh-huh. on the models themselves. And then to be able to see that translated into the actual fantasy fair is going to be really, really neat. And I know that our, our team is really excited about Mickey and the Magical Map coming up. Oh, yeah. It's been a while since Fantasyland Theater has had a show, and I know a lot of our cast members here are looking forward to getting that big, you know, large-scale show back at the resort. Now, what out of the upcoming events that you know you'll be doing outside of the resort? What are you looking forward the most? Obviously, the chalk. You said the chalk um, wing opening is one. Anything else that you can tell us about? Um, you know, the the volunteers are celebrating their 30th anniversary this year, and I know that there's going to be a giant celebration. And I'm not sure whether it's going to be on property or not. If it's not on property, then that is the one. You know, honestly, we, a lot of the times, um, like I said, we just kind of uh, fly by the seat of our pants a lot of the time. (laughs) Sounds like us. Down the pipeline (laughs) at the last minute, and we're we're here and we're there, and it's, it's always a whirlwind, but it's always fun. So sometimes we just don't know what's happening until... Uh, maybe two weeks out, so who knows? <laughs> Let's backtrack a little bit. What's it? What do you do, and what's it like to go through the ambassador process? Wow, <laughs> um, I think it's probably different for everyone that goes through it. But um, there's definitely some stress and, and anxiety involved. A lot of preparation. Um, I learned about the ambassador program, and from 
there, that point, I said, this is what I want to do. And that was about two years ago. So I spent those two years just really preparing myself for the role, learning what it was about, what they do in the community, what they do within the resort, and what kind of information you needed to know. Because first and foremost, you have to be a passionate Disney cast member and passion for all things Disney, not just the parks and resorts. Um, so really educating yourself across all lines of business um, and preparing for the interviews in that way and, and for what's to come within the role. So obviously it's a, a series of interviews. Um, is it kind of like, you know, cramming for a final exam as far as it, it sounds very much like that, you know, preparing and then having the big test? You know, it's really funny because no one knows what you're going to be asked. There's, there's, there's really no set questions that you know for sure that you will be asked, apart from what is your name and what is your background at <laughs> Disney. Um, so, so in preparing, it, it's one of those things where you do try to learn as much about the company that you don't know already and just kind of get a sense about the company, not just at the resort, but, you know, company-wide what's happening in, in all different branches of, of the Walt Disney Company because that sort of holistic view will really help to serve you in your role. And um, and, and they, they are very interested to see whether you can think like that. It's not just whoever knows most about Disney trivia gets the job. Right. It's, it's fact, very synergistic. Right. Exactly. Uh, outgoing, outgoing President George Caligridis had this to say about you both, quote, you are well deserving of the prestigious honor and will do a tremendous job representing the resort and our 23,000 cast members. After rigorous training and interview process, the pair has demonstrated the depth of their Disney knowledge and passion for being a cast member, and we look forward to their community outreach efforts over the next two years, end quote. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> it, it is. Um, and, you know, that final interview is actually with, it was with George Calagridis himself and his steering committee. So um, there definitely is a lot of pressure, and not just from, from him and the executives, but from those now 25,000 cast members wow. because you're supposed to represent all of them. Mm-hmm. And um, so a little bit of pressure. So, we're, But we're looking forward to it. We're ready for the challenge, definitely. And it, it's nice to know that that. The people who have had a hand in your selection, that they really do believe in you and that they really right. do support you. And I think that if we had any questions or, you know, any ideas too that we just thought, hey, let's, let's try this. Maybe it'll work and, you know, maybe it won't. I, I, I really get the sense that they are very open to that and very supportive of, of that because that's really, you know, the, the integral to the success of the Walt Disney Company as a whole was Someone just thought outside the box or came up with a wacky idea or what they seemed, thought was a wacky idea at the time, but then it just kind of worked. So it's really great to be in that kind of a culture. Excellent. Megan, what's your favorite attraction? Ooh. Okay. <laughs> this is a hard one. Um, favorite Get to used the to thrills, it. I would say, is, um, is the Tower of Terror. I've done Tower of Terror over at Disney California Adventure. Okay. But for... Sake of nostalgia, I would say the Jungle Cruise because when I was probably about three years old, I have very distinct, clear memories of being scared out of my mind of those animals, even though they were animatronic. I thought they were real, and I was convinced that those hippos and the elephants were going to get me. So there are um, actually photographs of me my family has. I was trying to hide under the benches where there is obviously no room to hide, but. 
that there I am, just crouched down as a three-year-old, scared to death. <laughs> we, we had a conversation about how, how young is too young to go to the Disneyland Resort a couple shows ago. How, how old were you when you first went to Disneyland? Megan. I was, oh, Megan. Oh, um, oh I'm sorry. What probably, she was telling Yeah, probably around that three-year-old okay. mark. I don't think I was any younger than that. How about you, Sachi? Well, um, I was eight because we moved to California when awesome. I was eight. Awesome. <laughs> what's your favorite attraction, Sachi? I have to say, just from uh, from a nostalgia point of view, because it was the first attraction that I went on, it was Space Mountain, so I just have a special place in my heart for Space Mountain. <laughs> Re- regular or Ghost Galaxy? <laughs> regular. <laughs> thank you, I thank you. Okay. <laughs> but I prefer the Thank you. Oh, my God. Good answer, good answer. That's that's my favorite, too. <laughs> Do you have a favorite show? Well, you know, speaking from a completely unbiased... Thank you, yes, okay. Uh, <laughs> I just I have to say my favorite show is the Redwood Creek Challenge. Show. <laughs> 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 ceremony with Russell from the movie Up. Nice. I'm not even going to ask who your favorite character is. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's Wally. But oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Have you ever seen the um, the audio animatronic Wally that they had out at the D23s? Have they ever taken you to see it? It's no, wonderful. I, have, I need to have a request for a meet and greet. <laughs> I was going to say, I think so. <laughs> I guess one question I had for you guys is, do you have any ability to steer the direction of your community service efforts to, like, something you're extremely fond of or, you know, like both of you are obviously running in the, in the Tinkerbell to promote that. And obviously you have to love running in order to run in, run in one of those races. So do you get to kind of steer any pet projects or is it mostly just whatever's given to you from above? It's a little bit of both. Um, you know, there's a lot of tradition and legacy that this position hold, so we want to make sure to continue to uphold that. Um, but we also want to evolve the program to, to meet not only what the, the cast members are talking about and what's going on in the outside world, but also the business objectives of the, of the resort. Right. So, um, you know, health and wellness is a priority for us here, so that's why we want to make sure we're leading by example in that field by running the Tinkerbell Half Marathon and hopefully any future run Disney events here at the resort. Which, by the way, I have never, I've never run a half marathon, so... This is a new and terrifying experience. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I, think that it, way, I think it'll be great. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. In that way, we can we can kind of choose how we want to lead by example. What do we want to focus on in the next two years to to um, you know either share messaging with our cast members or share messaging with the the greater community of Anaheim. Cool. Because, <laughs> you know, there are a lot of people who probably, you know, a lot of fans who probably see the ambassadors as, you know, as a figurehead, someone who's up on the podium, but they really don't get the meat and the grit of what it is that you guys do. So, so that's really cool that you have a hand to to help with that. Yes, I think that, you know, it, it is, like I said, a testament to our leadership team that they, they do give us the, the autonomy to really 
develop the, the, the projects that we are passionate about and that we believe in and uh, and they trust that that this will be a way to reach the cast members and, and to also fulfill our community outreach efforts. So it's really nice to have that kind of leadership that we work with. So Well and I think one of the cool things that you guys that you ladies talked about earlier was that you're not only um, out there in the community but you're also at cast member uh, awards and things like that to to celebrate that. Yep, absolutely. The um, you know, it's the, it's the twenty five thousand cast members that are making that magic for our guests every day, and right. and coming from entertainment, we obviously got to have a little part in that. Um, but it's it's everyone. It's it's our stores cast members, food and beverage, um, operations, horticulture. We actually just celebrated our third shift cast members earlier this week, who nice. are the ones that are working overnight that our guests don't even know about. Yep. <laughs> you know, that don't even know that are keeping our parks so beautiful and downtown Disney and our hotels and and so it's it's exciting to be able to recognize them for what they do and all the hard work that they do each yeah. and every day and night. Feel how it. How it is to be up at three in the morning. Oh, <laughs> we were the other night. It was uh, it was definitely one of those things where you're like, what? my goodness, this is a it's amazing that they are there and willing to do it and dedicated and and passionate about it. So I was like, wow. Kudos I, to you all. Really. I can't I can't imagine. I I tried to do the leap day the leap day twenty four hours and I I made it till about two thirty and that was that was that was my limit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do hit the wall, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, what is the one thing that you want our our listeners to know about the ambassador program or, or you as, as ambassadors? Oh, that's an interesting question. That's <laughs> an interesting question. Um, just that we are, we're here and we're very approachable, um, in our offices, for example, we have an open door policy, so anyone who wants to stop by can. If you want to contact us via email, we're more than happy to to write you back and to answer any questions that you might have about ourselves or the program. Is there is there a public is there a public email to contact you? Um, well, you can contact us through the public affairs website. Okay, cool. Do, do you do you get out and about in the parks a lot now that you're ambassadors? <laughs> on a semi-weekly basis, I would say, or actually bi-weekly basis, I would say every two weeks or so we have enough time in our schedule where we get to go out and, <laughs> like I said earlier, go to the Golden Horseshoe Review and get and to play. That's so, Yeah, we do get, we, we are out and about and, and we do get to talk with guests at that time and it's, it's really nice and we often run into cast members that we've met uh-huh. at these various celebrations and we get to reconnect with them. So that's always a, a great, great great thing when that happens. Knowing the parks like you guys do, what is the most valuable piece of advice you could give a family coming to Disneyland for the first time? I would say don't try to do it all in a day. Honestly, it can't be done in a day. (laughs) So if you can get a three-day park hopper and just actually plan and take your time and just really enjoy, and uh, I think that that's really the best way to enjoy the park. I've seen the stress levels happen just with my friends when I bring them in the park and, and try we try to do everything in a day and it's just people get grumpy. So <laughs> I think it's best <laughs> it's best to just spread it out and not put that pressure on yourself really. The two o'clock meltdown. 
<laughs> That's our favorite phrase for. <laughs> and Lord only knows my children have had it too. <laughs> if only it were limited to children. I've seen it happen with. <laughs> I had it happen. Nap time. <laughs> Mommy needs a timeout. <laughs> Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening.